Hey guys, Jason here. Really quick before we get started, uh, first of all, sorry for uploading the episode late. I was in New York over the weekend recording interviews from the Food Book Fair in uh, at the Ace Hotel where I sat down and interviewed maybe like eight or ten chefs, cookbook authors, photographers, various food people that will appear in, a, in next week's episode of The Stew. Also at that food book fair, you were able to purchase my cookbook zine that I did in collaboration with Dear Dana, who illustrated all the recipes, and Chris Black, who helped put it all together. If you want to find that for purchase, you can go to DearDana.com. Her website has a bunch of t-shirts and tote bags and all kinds of merch on there, including this cookbook. It's called String Bean. So please go there and support if you would like to. And here is this week's show. Thank you. I said what you know about it. It's the stew, baby. Got the knees and blocks. Young stew, baby. And the room a lot. Hello, hello, you're listening to The Stew, food podcast number one on iTunes of my mom. That's right. And your mom. For sure. It's continually placing in the high ranks just for the rest of the world. Yeah, we're above This American Life, I'm pretty sure, Yeah, as far as our mom's charts go. Mm-hmm. Cereal? What's cereal? I don't know. The Stew. <laughs> yeah, uh... Stew is much more delicious than cereal, sweetie. It's uh, it's hot. They're both served in a bowl. One of them is hot and hearty, stick to your ribs. One of them is just a bunch of processed junk. So that's why I don't listen to cereal. Although our mom's still like Corolla more than the stew, which is weird. Yeah, mom's a big Joe Rogan. She's like a flat earther, <laughs> so she kind of gets into that. It's where both our moms are in MMA so much <laughs> and alien conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's uh, Who's the... Uh, yeah, Neil deGrasse. deGrasse, for yeah, sure. My mom's like the Neil deGrasse of Orange County. And DG. Yeah, she, whenever my mom, I, I, I feel bad. I guess she, she'll text me after she listens to this, because I, I wonder, like she'll post on Instagram. Like a lot of my friends follow my mom on Instagram, <laughs> which is funny and cool. Very funny and cool, sure. Um just friend, funny. friend of the stew at Negnance. He's he's always the first to like any of my mom's pics, as as she knows. Everyone has that one friend who knows how to get in there with the moms real good, you know. Mm-hmm. I love that one. But um, she'll since she's a mom, she's no stranger to a sunset pick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe a flower. A lot of flowers, a lot of sunsets, a lot of uh, a lot of knitting. Uh huh. That's right. Related stuff, you know, stuff that she's cooking. You can follow her, K Stewart twenty two on Instagram. But I try whenever she posts a pic, like a sunset pic, I'll put a hashtag in the comment section of the photo. I'll do hashtag chemtrails, ah. just so the you know the chemtrail community can find for her profile easier. That's good. And you know, get a few double taps in there and be like, yeah, told you, man. What about yeah? That's really up and up. The, the so I wonder if mom, if my mom is just like, uh, what the hell is that? 
Maybe you need to nail in like 30 hashtags every time she posts food. <laughs> mm. That's definitely something I'll start doing. Yeah. Um, Mom, you're, you're about to be the second food fluencer in the family. But, but I, don't, I don't know if she gets it or if she, thinks it's, if she just thinks it's dumb and funny or if she's like, hell yeah, chemtrails. That's why I posted this pic. I wonder um, what my mom's Instagram, if she had one. It'd be very similar. No knitting. Lots of tea. <laughs> Lots of tea pics. Lots of tea pics. <laughs> they have a cat they're a little obsessed with named Big Al. I didn't know that. Mm. There's a, there's they got a cat in the island? Mm-hmm. Island cat? Island cat. <laughs> yeah, boy. So they wake up and like, who had all the loquats? Big Al. Where be the ahi scraps? Ah, uh, ahi scraps? Like so, the stuff that Kazunori makes the hand rolls out of. So there's this <laughs> fish market. There's this fish market on the island called the Dolphin. Um, not a gay bar. Not a gay bar. Good name for a gay bar. Or also just the fish market. Good name for a gay bar. Sure. Keep going. Don't let the smell fool you. <laughs> God. I think... Yeah, keep munching those almonds real loud into the mic as well yeah, while you're too. doing that. Yeah, I need to get my game face on. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, so this, the dolphin fish market's been uh, in Hanalei forever. And, I like, and also, let's talk about the name dolphin fish market. The one fish that is... You shouldn't eat. That people spend millions of dollars smart. to avoid mm-hmm. getting dolphins into their canned... Fish. I think 20 years of going, 20, 25 years of going there, I've never even put that together. But never yeah, put that together. <laughs> I think it's a name. It started off the name. So this place is like kind of an institution. It's been there forever and it's got a big restaurant. And on the back of it is a fish market and they have like four fishing boats and they catch all their own fish. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's fresh. So every it's, been there, it's been there just forever. It's been there at least since 1985. Okay. When, I, when we first started. So that's why. So since they're they've been there for so long, they're kind of grandfathered into being able to sell do, uh, dolphin meat. No, that's that why. That's not, how. That's this, how that works. That is not accurate. <laughs> but I got a guy for you. If that's what you're talking about. <laughs> Ooh, this is going to be the theme of today's podcast. Just like, yeah, sure. Like game meats are cool. You want whale meat and you eating want nose dolphin. to tail. But we. What are you looking for? Yeah, like. Like the hottest foodies in town are like we're we're like we're doing illegal. You know what's good? We're doing illegal meats. Snorkel meat. Snorkel meat. Yeah. <laughs> you get someone out there snorkeling. I mean, uh, for when for when like foie gras is not enough. Yeah. Maybe a little human. We need the most dangerous game. <laughs> Snorkel meat. So the fish market is it's not cheap, but it's incredibly beautiful and fresh, and there's a a wild variety of of fish that they have in there. Mm-hmm. No whale. No dolphin. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. For our listeners at home, you just give me a big, giant wink. Uh-huh. Um, but they'll do, for like three bucks a pound, they'll do ahi trimmings, which has like a little bit of Ooh. like silver skin and I don't know. But it also has big pieces of ahi that they kind of like can't put into sashimi or steak. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of there. Like when you go to McCall's and you get the burger... The yeah. burger, the hamburger mix, mm-hmm. the ground, and they'll just, it's filled with all the good bits that, the sh- you know, for our weed smoking friends, the, the shake at the bottom of the bag. You can trim, I mean, and you can trim it into very edible meat. It's just not going to be like that perfect, like pokey or sashimi, <clears throat> but it's really mm-hmm. cheap. So my dad will get it uh, and 
fry it up as a treat for Big Al. <laughs> so he does actually get ahi trimmings. Is Big Al your parents' cat, or is it just an island cat that oh, no, he's, cruises around? Oh, he's very much my parents' cat. Oh, oh, like like straight up. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was wondering if this was just like a cat that wanders around the island of That's Kauai. How, I think I can't remember how they got this one. They definitely have gotten at least one from from the SPCA, but most of the time it's when a cat wanders on the property because there's a Rescued lot of like feral him, cats. Right? But no, he's like he's a big part of their life because they're on the middle of nowhere. And they ain't got, they ain't got much, but they got Big Al. <laughs> I like that. So, um, Jill, if you're listening, I know you are. Send me some uh, Alpix. His name's Alfonso, actually. I call him Big Al. Alfonso? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask how this cat was named Alfonso because I don't want to know. Because I don't want it to kill the magic of it. Sure. But, yeah, yeah I, I, whenever I see things that are available in those like weird little scrapped trimmings at a good deal, I jump all over it. That's great. It's such a good, I mean, from from pot to meat, it's all there. Or just like... I'm sure, like the farmers market, will do that like weird looking, cosmetically challenged produce that still tastes perfectly fine, but it, like it looks weird or ugly or it has a bruise on it or something like that. Call it, don't they call them seconds? Seconds. Like when you go to the outlet, like the Lake Crusade outlet, and if there's a pot that's like dinged at sixty percent off, mm-hmm. it's just chipped a little. Yeah, my uh, my Vitamix that I have, I got it's a it's a refurbished one. I got on Amazon. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, you know, it was like a hundred bucks, hundred fifty bucks cheaper than a brand new one. Looks brand new, same warranty, same warranty. Works like yeah. a damn charm. I buy like my seven years. When I buy a laptop from Apple, I get the refurbished one. Save oh, yeah. a few hundred bucks. It's still the same. You know how to save, baby. Ferb, ferb, ferb me up. From tech to farmers market, you're just you're just making money. <laughs> In this economy, you got to learn how to save a dollar. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I also make my own clothes, and I do my own dental work. And you also hide your edibles in your trail mix. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is cool. I'm, uh, I'm flying. Yeah, this also, I haven't been doing this podcast for very long, this particular episode. We're, we're under 10 minutes, and I'm, it's an alarming amount of THC reference going on for the one podcast that my mom does listen to. Mm-hmm. Where, what else do we mention? I've just I've mentioned pot a few times on this show already today. Chill out, bro. I that I'm I'm saying this stop, out loud. Stop weeding out to chill myself out. But then uh, then it comes up again. I'm 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 flying tomorrow tomorrow morning, aka yesterday morning. If you're listening to, to this, the cannabis cup. <laughs> I'm, I'm flying to Denver. Uh, I'm gonna meet Cheech, not Chong. <clears throat> um, no, I'm going to New York, and. Uh, you know, my, my one of my favorite things to do is get get the get the weed edibles mm-hmm. from your local spot. Put it in a Ziploc baggie. Mm-hmm. Put it in a deli cup if you're a chef mm-hmm. and you have access to a deli cup. For listeners at home, a deli cup is like the little clear plastic two cup size thingy. Like if you're watching a food show and there's all these little clear plastic cups. Like if you get curry delivered from a Thai place, mm-hmm. comes Something in a like deli that. cup. Yeah, I, I swear by them. I use them for everything. Keep my nuts and bolts in there. Keep my uh, nuts and berries in there. Bang! Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so I'll, I'll get I'll get a a little a little weed munchie just to help me, you know, chill out and take a take a little nap on the plane. I'm a tall guy. It's hard for me to do that. I don't want to take an Ambien or something like that and wake up feeling groggy in Copenhagen and not know where I am. Mm-mm. 
So, so a little little edible munchie will help me help me on my way. It is illegal, and I am mentioning that on public record. But hey, you know, it's nobody it's, listens to this. It's 2017. Everyone's chill. Um, and then and then build uh build a a camouflage little little bag to go along with it. So you can get the uh, sour patch watermelon edible weed gummies. And then you go to your local gas station and buy the actual bag of Sour Patch watermelon gummies that they're meant to replicate. And then you kind of do a little little half and half, and one of, you know, and they look pretty similar. They're not exactly similar. One of them it'll it'll be a little off color, and will be like a little bit darker. But for the most part, you know, unless you're examining it with a with a very watchful eye. You can't really tell. Or I have these little mini chocolate blueberry balls. Mm-hmm. And I'll just mix that in with a with a nice little Trader Joe's trail mix. Give it a good shake, and you can't tell what is what. Just uh, I like the way you just described this trail mix as a nice, just a nice Trader Joe's trail mix. <laughs> just dropping that on us. Damn. <laughs> All right. Yeah, must well, be nice. Well, Trader Joe's is like this really. Ex- I mean, it makes Erewhon look like smart and final. It's this really <laughs> expensive market where you can. Must be nice. Where the upper crust will shop at if you're lucky enough to be able to afford it. I like the... The like Bugatti of markets, if you will. Nobody listening to this has probably ever heard of it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They, I, have, I they thought, have plantain chips. They got everything. I thought it was invite only, but... <laughs> um, I, don't, I didn't know you could just go. <laughs> um, but I like the amount of thought and the amount of variety that you have in these plans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Multiple disguise um, tools and multiple um, edibles to fit the situation. Am I in a chalky mood? Am I looking for something kind of tart and gummy? Mm-hmm. What's, what am I going for? And also the sky is the limit because... As, is it a Ritz cracker this time? I don't. Yeah. And as time goes on, it's just going to get more and more wide open. Like um, I was talking to our friend Chris Black who... Uh, is friends with Nick Morgensterns. He's the guy who does Morgensterns ice cream in New York, um, a very very famous ice cream shop there for doing crazy weird, really smart, chefy flavors. And he makes he makes like a little uh, off the off the menu weed toppings for ice cream, where it'll be like weed sprinkles and weed like sugar droplings and little crunchies and things like that to to dust on top of your your ice cream beautiful and uh and uh this weekend for the food book fair in new york i'll be there with uh with with him handing out some free ice cream samples and bites to people there and you know hopefully the sprinkles are a flying if you uh, if you're listening to this and you want a sprinkle just give me a wink and uh, twenty dollars, and I will <laughs> gladly dust your dust your uh, Madagascar vanilla bean with a little bit of a uh, little bit of magic. God, you just like in thirty seconds, you went from a consumer to a dealer. That's incredible. I am selling drugs now. <laughs> that, just to be clear, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, that's so cool. So describe. Well, I don't know if you can, but describe the event more. It's so cool. So I'm jealous. I'm not going to be there. I know. Well, next one. This one kind of came together pretty last minute. I didn't know if it was going to happen or not, but it is happening, and I'm very excited. Um, it's been going on for a few years now. It's at the Ace Hotel in New York Food Book Fair, where it's sort of like Saturday and Sunday. 
It's actually Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, it's going so on right now. It's starting tonight with uh, a video, like a, a documentary. We're recording on a Thursday. Yeah, today is Thursday. We're recording, but friend, friend of the show, Terrence Tay, who was on a, a while ago, mm-hmm. uh, the guy who has the British accent, mm-hmm. very nice, guy. who was awesome on the show. By Shout the way, outs. He really knows the stuff. But he come back. He, uh, him and some other people that he works with did a food-related documentary film that's going to be premiering tonight there. And then every, every day, like in the lobby of the hotel, they'll have a bunch of cookbook authors and writers and magazine people setting up. And you can kind of check out all that stuff. And then there's a bunch of food-related events going on. There's panel discussions. There's dinners. There's brunches. Like uh, on Saturday morning, I'll be having... Uh, they're doing a... A brunch, a collaborative brunch with April Bloomfield and Tartine Bakery, mm-hmm. where uh, they're doing like a Saturday morning lunch in their oyster place. So it'll be, I don't know what it's going to be, but hopefully I'll be eating a lot of oysters and and mimosas and croissants and things like that. Bread. What was that? Bread. Bread? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bread. <laughs> Yeah, lots of oysters, croissants, bread, all bread. that. Bread. Bread. Yeah, there's going to be like a Papa Boulangerie set up, <laughs> and that's going to be like a really fun treat for the for the local foodie people to enjoy. Yeah, that is. And then uh, Saturday afternoon, I'll be setting up my podcast gear, and I'll be recording some interviews, hopefully with some some notable food peeps. I'm really crossing my fingers to try and get that Batali on the mic. I know he's. I know he's very close friends with with Nick Morgenstern. So hopefully I'll get the. You may want to be wearing Crocs just to. I am. I'm brother. I will. Don't worry. I'm only going to be there for for two days. So I have I have plenty of room in my suitcase for for a Croc. Mm-hmm. And the, and I need it because since my shoe size is so large, uh, it it does take up a lot of space in the suitcase. That's that's one way of reminding me that I'm very tall. Whenever I'm packing my suitcase and I put shoes in there, I'm like, oh, so I can bring one pair. Yeah. <clears throat> it's funny you mentioned that. It's like, am I either going to bring shoes or a toothbrush? I don't know. I always think about that, too, when I'm packing. Um, Forget about a boot. Not about, I mean, yeah, yours. Leave like, the Timberlands at home. Yours is on steroids, but I'm always so annoyed about how much space, like, if I want a pair I basically have to have a pair of shoes that I can either work out in or have, or wear a pair of boots and bring a pair of shoes that I can work but out. But also in. the funny part is we're listening we're recording we're a, a pod- food we're doing a food we're podcast food- we're talking about shoes. Well, we're doing a food podcast and it's and it's two dudes complaining about not being able to bring all of their shoes in a suitcase and I know every woman listening to this right now is like shut the fuck up. Yeah, to, to our listeners, before this started, we both were like, Are you, how are you feeling today? We're like, eh, I don't know. We'll make it good. We'll lift each other up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like, and apparently lifting each other up means talking about the space that shoes take up in a luggage. Airplanes, am I right? Hey, Have you guys. ever seen these things? But yeah, well, like when I, whenever, TSA. like I've, I've gone on weekend or flights with, with nothing but a tote bag. Like I can travel real light as a fella. Sure. And then, you know. I f- I'm, I'm sympathizing for, for all of our female listeners who have to pack so much more. You have to plan out your looks. You've got to plan out your shoes. You have all the, yeah, the worst. All the toiletries and beauty products and maybe a steamer for your clothing, maybe a curling iron, a hair dryer. Whew, so so sa- okay, food so is good. So that's Saturday. So Saturday, 
afternoon, you're going to try and get Batali. So we're going to be Shanghai doing Batali mm-hmm. and ask them about that that woman they found in his trunk. <laughs> and then after, then uh, what's going on in the evening? Anything in the evening? And well, then, you're going to have a cookbook zine. For oh sale. yeah, and then uh, and then we'll have while you're there, we'll have uh, my my cookbook zine set up there. That should be available for for purchase. That I did with Dear Dana, an illustrator from from New York, and Chris Black, and our friend Amardeep who designed it. Um, it'll be a it'll be a nice little limited edition kind of small artisanal run of uh, of some recipes that I made, and then and then Dana illustrated all of them. It's it's a very uh, it's a it's a it's a clean and sharp zine, but it has like a nice rustic kind of seventies feel. I think it's like orange orange paper like it looks kind of like a like a little bit of a natural kind of crunchy granola zine that of that you might find mm-hmm. of yesteryear yeah filled with all of all something of, you might pick up at a co-op something that you would in pick the up 70s. at a co-op in the 70s if you were attending upstate new york like a, a primal scream therapy or oh, yeah. if you were going to buy some carob chips yeah. or you know something like that you're doing <laughs> Any of the, you know, an ayahuasca retreat, it would be available mm-hmm. in, the, in the hotel lobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, and it'll be kind of my weird, weird recipes like the Pedialyte Bloody Mary mix will make its debut. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, it, and it'll also be available online for, for grabbing. And hopefully we'll, hopefully we'll do many more as well. And then, uh, and then I'm out on Sunday. Yeah, such a quick trip. Such a quick trip, but it's fine. I'll, um, and and I'm also like, I'm trying to really plan out my, you know, I've we've we've been trying to eat healthy lately, and it's very easy to be led astray when you're flying mm-hmm. and traveling in that world. So I'm really Easiest. trying to plan ahead and kind of prep out something healthy that I can bring on the plane to to munch. So I'm not just eating. Uh, snap pea crisps, and which you could do worse than snap pea crisps. Oh, I could definitely do worse. But you know, you just want to. Whenever I'm on a plane, I can't stop. I just want to crunch salty things mm-hmm. nonstop. Just yeah, I'm always blown away. Like if I eat before I get on a plane, have a full restaurant meal, like in the airport, mm-hmm. full rack get, of ribs. Yeah, then I get on the plane, I'm like, she got a snack. While I watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, you you, you ate enough food for the whole day, and then as soon as you put your seatbelt on, you're like, I want Pringles. Do they have Pringles? <laughs> Can you do this? Are they serving yet? And you're just hitting the screen, and it's like, snacks not available yet. And you're like, God <laughs> damn it. Gotta wait for this shit? Yeah, the, uh, I, I'm pretty sure, like, if the Pringles can was, instead of a can, it was just like, Kind of like a vacuum hose that, <laughs> that had an infinite amount of Pringles spring loaded into it. I would yeah. I would be able to you know li- like when you feed a dog sure like a, a thirty six ounce steak that's bigger than the dog and it somehow can eat it all like when Homer wishes to eat all the donuts in the world and that machine he's strapped in the chair and mm-hmm. the devil's just and those two prongs are just dropping donuts mm-hmm. into his mouth something like that yeah I I, I could do a, a transnational flight and just. One one Pringle after another until until when until you die. They have this thing on Norwegian Airlines where they sell like a small can of mini Oreos. I'm a little addicted. <laughs> how how small are we talking? It's probably like is it like a, a baby Pringles tube of mini Oreos? No, it's like a can. 
like a can of nuts shape, you know, mm-hmm. with like a little kind of rubber lid. Oh, got it. Re- resealable. Like one of those little hundred calorie hits? No, I think it's more than that, but oh, I think it's like, naughty. it's probably like eating like eight. If you sat down and ate eight Oreos. Eight mini Oreos or eight full size? Full size. Because I think it's like three servings or something. And I don't always finish it, but it is like... So when you were doing your spot. Nordic travels, you got pretty hooked on those little Oreos. A little mm-hmm. slice of home. Mm-hmm. What's your Oreo method? Do you munch them straight down? Do you swallow I do them, them whole? I do them all. You do them whole? Yeah. No, no, no. No, I do it all. I just like maybe the first couple bites are just like... just. Oh, you spread it all out. You do everything. Just going down. Just oh. take two to the head. And then you start separating and eating individually. You see, you see how many you can fit in your mouth. Yeah, that's the how definitely. you eat on it. You're like, all right, I got six hours to kill on this flight. What's the marshmallow game where you stuff your mouth and you say something? Fuzzy bunny. I have, that is news to me. I've never heard of that. It's like, it's like a camp game where you stuff your mouth full of like marshmallows till you talk funny. And then you chubby bunny. You say chubby bunny. Chubby bunny with, with a, a mouthful of mallow. With a yeah, with a mellow. And then it's pretty much oh. it. And then everybody's like, oh, yeah, this is so funny. Never get old. Did it. You did it again. That's good. He's bringing the chubby bunny. Yeah, for, for me, when I, my favorite thing to do on the flight is you get the, uh, like, the, I, I fly Virgin America usually. If you're a, if you're a virgin, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And they have, they have, like, the little, this artisanal kind of cheese protein plate mm-hmm. where it's, like, some, some crackers, some cheese, some hummus. Mm-hmm. Couple apple slices, maybe a little, uh, maybe like a little quince paste spread kind of thing, and then some like just chicken breast that looks like it came out of like a cold toilet or something mm-hmm. like sure. that. Just, yeah. just the worst. Yeah, like it has a full like slimy membrane around it. Hey Bob, are these chicken breasts supposed to be refrigerated? <laughs> I don't know, man. Just cut them up and serve them. Like the it was. <laughs> I think the last time I ordered it. I remembered like being so excited because you're just bored on an airplane. So like when a little like shitty cheese plate with, yeah. with hummus and crackers and chicken shows up, it's just like that's pretty exciting for you. Like, I got some ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you, guess you, some you're doing a little dance and then and then you're in your head you're like, How long minute wise can I, can I make this thing yeah. stretch? Oh, you're just you're just breaking off the, the tips of crackers and just like a little thing of cheese? Because yeah. you could eat that thing in thirty seconds, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the equivalent of a, a half a lunchable, but it costs thirteen dollars. But I feel like most airlines now have a snack boxes. Like mm-hmm. that's they don't really have any much meals, but they mm-hmm. have snack boxes. Snack boxes always have one thing in it that's just so stupid too. I hate that one. It really thing. is amazing that there's always one just very clear who who likes this like a box of raisins i think yeah like you can tell that those are a good opportunity to like do some back scratching for like the the businesses that sell the products like all right i'll give you a good deal on this toilet chicken we're trying to unload uh, these raisins my my baby raisins with it (laughs) my friend does these yogurt covered uh And you're like, eh, I really don't want this. These yogurt covered chicken gizzards, they're great. Yeah, it's much like when when you know when you're booking Sweet Coachella savory. and you're like, all right, we're gonna get Beyonce on it, but uh, if we want to make this deal come together, we also we gotta get Weird Al in there too, and we gotta. And Weird Al wants Insane Clown Posse to back him up. He wants ICP. To, he won't come if ICP. If Shaggy Two Dope does not have a trailer, this is not going to go well. Yeah, for us. that's just how the whole game works. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, when I, and then when I when I was like, all right, I can, I can make this stretch forty five minutes, a whole episode of Law and Order, not counting commercials, and then 
you get to the chicken and it's just and i i was afraid to eat it like i was like it just looked like if if i put this in my mouth i'm gonna get sick so and that what, was disappointing and then when you tell the stewardess like oh my chicken looks like uh you know it's it's from 1993 they're like yeah you can uh, you can send a send a tweet so my move is because i get into lounges i just boost tons of snacks out of lounges so much snack boosting Stealing snacks from, the, but it's not stealing because not, you're, but you're, no, no, you're no, no, welcome no. to help yourself to the selection. I don't think, yeah, I wonder, I mean, I don't, no one would ever say anything for me stealing the, the bar mix, ranch flavored or cheese flavored bar mix, which is a great airplane snack. White privilege at it again. Cause you get, cause you get like those pretzels that have been dusted in ranch powder and then you get like oh, yeah, a baby. wasabi pea and then you get maybe a Chex mix in there. Mm-hmm. It's just great. It's just what, it's mm-hmm. kind of like the mix and match. It's what you want. Mm-hmm. Love but, a bar blend. Yeah, the bar blend. So and that and or like I'll take a bunch of like vegetable crudite with like some hummus. Oh, yeah. Or they'll have, yeah, or cereal, like dry cereal to snack on. And, and you're just filling your pockets with this or how does this work? Do you bring an well, empty I have, Ziploc? I have a custom it's like if you think about Uh-oh, like a, like a top hat but inside the top hat it's just got pockets yeah <laughs> do you have you have one of those magicians Custom. top hats that mm-hmm. then telescopes out yeah. and then you just fill that mm-hmm. you fill that with mixed nuts yeah and then uh, when you're walking out to the tsa you do a little just tip of the hat off at them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as you were sir Mm-hmm. And then the whole time you're you're on the land on the you're on the gate and you're waiting to board you're just like <clears throat> oh man I did it again <laughs> and then I offer whoever's sitting next to me I take the hat off and go snack uh, and then they're like I think I'm gonna like this flag uh, yeah I get removed from planes a lot I'm gonna be honest <laughs> ooh sensitive subject it's fifty fifty whether I'm gonna make it on that flight or mm-hmm. not. I get pulled off a lot for offering people snacks. Sir, you have enough hat. nuts to start a new country in your <laughs> hat. We need to... <laughs> that baby's crying. We need to pull you into secondary. Um, no, no, they'll just be like, you know, like whatever, a little bagger. I mean, I'm not bringing that much on, but... Okay. Somehow I just feel like I got one over on the man when I'm I like to, snacks. I, I, I picture you flying with like a fishing vest where there's just a number yeah. of... An impossible amount of compartments on there that, is, that are just filled. Some of them... Are lined with Could a plastic bag how, for your dressings and sauces. Like I'm okay. So if like somebody who is 85 years old did that, you'd be like fair, but still weird. But mm-hmm. if somebody of a reasonable age just was eating snacks out of a fisherman vest next to you on a flight, mm-hmm. you wouldn't. You, you wouldn't. You'd have the thousand yard stare the whole flight. You'd just be waiting for something <laughs> to go horribly wrong with this human. I think it's kind of what I'm seeing less of a of an age disparity and more of a weight thing. Because what well, I'm picturing is, uh, yeah, you know, that's you know, fair too. All right, listen, that's hear fair. me out. I'm okay. Go, dig this, baby. You know the band <laughs> Blues Traveler, right? <laughs> <laughs> harmonica vest of snacks it's got the tra- it's got the word traveler in the name so it's very on brand but i'm i'm picturing a still you've done it again i'm picturing a real a portly fella a big guy and he's got that john popper blues traveler harmonica vest he can fit what is that so many snacks a baker's dozen twixes can Easy. go in there i mean what what is more harmonica shaped than a twix am i right yeah definitely you know, and each one is a different. There's so many flavors of Twix now. There's like white chocolate Twix. There's peanut butter Twix. Sure, but that's what I'm. You know, he's not fat enough to where he needs to buy two tickets 
two two seats to fit in the middle, but he's he's just on that cusp where he he's just thin enough to where he can still fit in one seat himself. But see, I but what I like what I like imagining is just so the Twix coming out of the pocket is like I wouldn't even bat an eye. Even right. if there's 12 pockets and 12 Twixes, <clears throat> th- it's wrapped, it's contained. Right. But if he just opens a pocket and out spills like loose pasta fo- salad, 40 goldfish, loose <laughs> pasta salad. <laughs> just like if one pocket had hummus and the other pocket had carrots. See, that's, that's what, what I'm saying. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I want him to go coast yeah. to coast. That means from one left breast pocket to the right breast one, pocket. One has salsa, one has tortilla chips. But also, we all know Blues Traveler is not doing a coup de tete. No. He's, doing, he's doing the long pretzel stick. Yeah, into a into a honey mustard for sure. From from one pocket to another. Yeah, no, it's just one side is Pepperidge Farm salami, <laughs> the other side is Tillamook cheddar cheese. And and also in this scenario, he he does not have access to the uh, to the Sky Lounge. He, this is just, he just brought this from yeah, home. Yeah, yeah, he pre-gamed at. Well, I don't know if he got an invite. And to in Trader a, in Joe's, a perfect but. world, he'll be flung to a tropical climate. So when he lands, he'll be he'll be asleep, and then he'll wake up. And all the chocolate has melted from the from the climate change that's going on in the world, and then it'll look like when the businessman's pen explodes in the in the front pocket and it's leaking, but that's all just like dark milk, all kinds yeah. of chocolates. The the other thing you see people doing is taking drinks to go out of the lounges because once you're in a lounge, you're past TSA, right? So and when you, you say bring... when you see people doing this, you mean when you look at yourself in the mirror? <laughs> no. When you fill your Yeti cup up, yeah, with a little bit of just got to top it off. Mm-hmm. What is that? Three hundred ounces? Yeah, we call, we call that it. a sky snifter. Yeah, when you go in and you see people with that hundred and twenty ounce big gulp cup, mm-hmm. you know what's going on. <laughs> oh, that that's nothing but uh, Cuddy Sark. Oh yeah, that's this is just straight. <laughs> that's a that's a Captain's and Cuddy with splash of soda. Yeah, straight up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like lounges are just great for poaching. Well. If you are listening to this show and you've ever been to a Sky Lounge, you know what it's like. If not, then keep dreaming, loser. I, I remember the last time I was there. I was with a friend, and we were like, oh, "It's just like you just you're more relaxed and you don't hate flying if you can just sit somewhere that's like peaceful and just like it's kind of quiet inside. It's not like just just mm-hmm. like even if they had that like in an area where it's like no cell phone, like no kids area where you mm-hmm. could just kind of like read and relax." Mm-hmm. And we're saying that as we're walking out, and we open the door to the lounge, and there's like three four-year-old kids fighting over a toy, and their mm-hmm. sisters crying next to them, and the moms fighting with the dad. And we're like, "Yep, this is exactly what we." Uh huh. <laughs> like, there's just like as the door opens, there's like a flying cross kick from a four-year-old mm-hmm. to a three-year-old. You have to you have to step over somebody changing a baby diaper. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, we, mm. I was at Magic Mountain, and, and uh, oh. my friend Nikki from one first class to another, the lady, and uh, we just or I didn't see it, but she said she, while I had my back turned, she just watched the guy take his shoes off and just peel his socks off sitting on a bench. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that's well, I mean, it's called Magic Mountain for a reason. It's very much a, uh, it's just very much like a airport move. Maybe it's time for you to invent. And kind of get some seed investment money for like a Soho House version of an amusement park mm-hmm. for uh, you know for the upper upper echelon crowd, a members only amusement park where you can ride the rails in freedom without all these slack jawed yokels over here sniffing your churro. You know what I mean? 
Oh, if I just had the money to close down Magic Mountain for myself for one day, it'd be incredible. Who do you think you are, Drake, Wiz Khalifa? They do that kind of stuff? Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, I think so. Ugh. I mean, probably. I'm sure like Justin Bieber has shut down Magic Mountain one, one day for like fun stuff, you know? Yeah, you imagine that maybe you don't even shut it down. You just open it up, right? It's like on a day that it's mm-hmm. not open normally. You're just like, what is it? 150 grand open this thing up for six hours sure mm-hmm. i think people will do and I, I know companies have rented out disneyland for like after hours oh yeah like yeah, they'll yeah. do a 10 like 10 p.m to 4 a.m kind of yeah we did that for a shoot in orlando oh my friend now yeah but we got all the whack rides somehow i don't know why it was like all you can ride small world no lines it's like what <laughs> is going on <laughs> um uh over or last weekend I went to the farmers market and I got the uh the roller coaster of vegetables fava beans. Mhm. With the fresh ones? I got the fresh favas in the pods. Mhm. And um I think much like the ramp, I don't really uh I don't really get all the fuss about a fava bean personally. Well, I think the difference in the ramp is like fava beans. I mean, do they have a season? I think fava beans are seasonal. Or they, they are seasonal. I'm not positive, but I think or they're, so. They, well, everything should be seasonal, but yeah. But, but they're not that expensive. Like, ramps can be expensive mm-hmm. and hard to get and, like, held back for restaurants. Sure. Um, and I don't think it... I think fava beans, I really like to do is just blanch them and then saute them in just butter and salt. Mm-hmm. I think, like, I think that, I think then it's great. It tastes good, but also like. So I mean, are you saying the work of shelling them is kind of annoying and mm-hmm. maybe not worth it? Yeah, a little bit of that. I mean, they're not. They're no sweet pea. They're not super expensive, but they're also they're not cheap. When you get fresh peas, which is even more work, that's mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah, that is a lot of work. But it's kind of like. That's incredible. How good. much better is it than a lima bean? Right. Not that much. Mm. Tastes about the same. It, it is a it yeah. is a, it is a beautiful, vibrant green color. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know that's about it. I say fava beans. Mm. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the fresh ones. But yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. Um, I'll take me a pinto. I'm not going to stop the car when I see a sign on the road that says fava beans. You're not pulling over for the fava stand. Er. Fava lemonade stand. Ooh. This is a fava bean lemonade at Squirrel. I'm a big I'm a big fan of people selling stuff like regional local stuff when I'm traveling on the side of the road. Like guns, like guns. Mm-hmm. When you go to Maine, there'll be people just selling lobster, live lobster. Like they'll have like you know extra off the boat, just a bucket of lobster. Yeah, you go to Hawaii, people will be selling fish or different kinds of tropical fruits. Dolphin. God damn it! Yeah, Where else? What else do people sell? Like when you're traveling. I mean, you know, there's the old garlic spot up in whatchamacallit. What, uh, in Gilroy? Yeah. In the garlic capital of the world? That's right. Never heard of it. Yeah, you'll stop off, get some weird garlic stuff. Garlic ice cream, blah, blah, blah. It's all over the place. Hatch chilies down in... So so maybe that's a good example. Yeah, like somebody would be selling hatch chilies like off their truck, like just on the side of like a main thoroughfare. I get them at Galsons. Yeah, you can do that too. That's something I do want to do. I want to go to the Hatch Chili Festival. That sounds pretty fun. Mm-hmm. From Magic Mountain for the Hatch Chili Festival. You're just living your fullest life, baby. I like it. There is... N- yeah, never mind. 
I was going to make a very obvious point. There's no good food at Magic Mountain. Of course not. Disneyland has a couple good things. Mm-hmm. But they have that orange drink that everybody really likes, or pineapple drink, or the Dole Whip. Dole Whip. Yeah, people go crazy for that stuff. Uh, on a hot day, I love a Dole Whip. Mm-hmm. On a cold day, I love a... So Dole uh, Whip is pineapple? Dole yeah. pineapple? Yeah. I've never had one. I think it's, it's either pineapple or banana. I think it's pineapple, though. Maybe both. Yeah, but Dole Disneyland has like, somewhat legitimate restaurants in it, too. Dole, Dole Whip. I had, I had a decent, yeah, it's pineapple. I had a decent prime rib ones at Blue Bayou. <laughs> you know. And, of course, the classic churro at Disneyland. Sure. I had a classic churro, not a classic churro, at EP and LP a couple of days ago. Yeah, did you, when you guys all went, okay, I'll, talk, I'll ask you about this later. You guys all went to EPLP? We can talk about it now. Where's the invite? I want to go to EPLP. Uh, uh, he, the, sh- the chef invited us to a dinner that he was doing for LA, LA Times. You didn't make the cut? I guess not, fuck. Mm. All right. Well, you know, you've only met him once or twice. It's true. And as a, he only had a room for a handful of names. Three, four. But he did a, he did a dinner with Eddie Wong for the L.A. Uh, LA food thingy, mm-hmm. food bowl that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. They have like a night market downtown. They did something at the Hollywood Bowl. Jonathan Gold's all over the place doing a bunch of shit. Yeah, I saw it. But they they did a, a collaborative dinner that it was it was Eddie Wong and EP and LP and then like dumpling Chengdu impressions panda dumpling was there was like the piece de resistance for this, and, but it was also like the worst thing on there. But like Eddie did a couple dishes that were that were really interesting. His like his mom does this this soup that was really good. It's like a noodle soup with a broth that it's really nice kind of. Spicy, pungent, um, Taiwan. I think it's Taiwanese, with uh, pig trotter and beef shank slices. It was really good with some like pickled thingies on top. And that was really good. And then he did this really interesting. It was it was a little it was a little odd for Eddie because he's very like traditional. I think he made that noodle thing to barbecue. Yeah, he's was, made that before. I've had that before. That's like it's very good. It's like his mom's classic recipe. But then yeah. he did something a little on the chefier experimental side. Which was kind of a little out of his jurisdiction, but it was, it was good. But he normally makes you know sticks to the traditional things. But it was like a piece of a couple like really nice pieces of lobster that were just kind of left plain, and then it was some cauliflower that was kind of it was kind of like caramelized almost. Like it was it was cooked pretty hard, so it had a good dark color on it, and then it kind of had this sweet kind of salty glazy sauce going on with it so pairing that with the lobster it was interesting but it was it was a little odd for for eddie to be doing something like that but it looked really pretty so good 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 for you on that one and then and then ep and lp did all their classics their their new fave thing of mine which is a steamed blue cod from australia Mm. just really simple super light flaky white fish and it's in a a ginger mushroom broth, like a really light consomme broth at the bottom, and some cilantro. Real, real delicate and refreshing. It sounds nice. Very refined. But then they also have these things. You, you may have seen them, like on Eater or something, where it's this little sweet black bean dumpling that looks like a panda bear. 
Oh yeah, I've so, seen those. So it's like a white dumpling with little yeah. black, and then the inside of it is like this black bean paste, and it just tasted like shit. It was so bad. Hmm. <laughs> it was it was funny. It was like the the running joke of about everyone going on because it was like the most talked about thing on the menu, and it was the most like Instagrammable like right. novelty item on there. It's like oh my god, this looks like a panda. And they're then, cute. Yeah, it's a cute little thing. And then everybody I talked to, just like other chef people and restaurant people that I saw at the dinner, they're just like, oh, my God, it's so bad. I took one bite, couldn't do it, which is unfortunate. And it made me feel better about myself, that I was not the only one who was hating on it. Yeah, you don't want want to be the only only one in the room not getting it. I kind of do. Just look at these dogs. You're just looking at dogs outside the window. I went to uh, I went to eat some Ethiopian food yesterday. Oh, nice! On Fairfax? Uh, yeah, on Fairfax in Little Ethiopia. I went and and hung out with Flynn Flynn McGarry. He's like the the 18 year old whiz kid, red red headed, mature little man chef guy mm-hmm. who uh, who's now a, a a bro of mine. You did him on, didn't you interview him on your other podcast? Yeah, he, I interviewed him on another podcast. And there, <clears throat> you can find that one on iTunes. New Rules is the name of that one. And I interviewed him a few months ago. But, and like they're, they're doing a documentary that's coming out on him pretty soon. And then some of that podcast was used in the documentary, actually. Oh, cool. Uh, I, him and I were talking yesterday, like, oh, what's up with this documentary? They used like your podcast on there. I, how did, I didn't even know that was happening. And they like contacted me, and I sent him the the master files of the audio. And he said the only interviews on there are me and Larry King. Whoa, which is cool, very cool. So suck it, Larry King. I'm coming for you next. Yep. Yeah, Larry King, your podcast sucks. You got a target on your back, Larry. <laughs> but uh, so I was thinking like. Korea, Koreatown, Korean food, that's, you know, that's so hip and, and popping nowadays. Everyone's loving it. It's crazy weird food. And, and the, the thing that has really propelled it is it's like the late night drinking party food. You go there before you hit the bar. You go there after you hit the bar. It's that kind of vibe. And then I've always thought that Ethiopian food was equally unique, if not more so. It's a very odd food compared to the, the normal Western palate. But it's 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 a little leaning more on the healthier lunchtime side of things. Like a lot of dishes are vegan. Mm-hmm. And you kind of sit around and have a bunch of stewed lentils and greens and and veggies and things like that. And you just kind of sit there and 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 do it for a lunch thing. And I don't really, I never really considered it to be much of like a a partying drinking food. What 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 do you say? Do you agree with that? Do you disagree with that? Well, it depends. <clears throat> so if you eat it with the traditional bread, I forget what it's called. Injera. And comes on it. I mean, it's not It's not heavy, but it's filling. It is. In a way so that, filling. In a way that I, I don't get as filled if I'm just eating panchan and cream barbecue. Mm, that's true. I mean, because I, when I go to the cream barbecue, I don't eat rice. You know, I don't mm. fill up. I'll just have the salad. Mm-hmm. Um, the meat. So I think it's heavier, and I think it also kind of, yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, a lot of places I've been to don't even sell alcohol. Right. So, I mean, just intrinsically kind of the the whole vibe, and I think the 
just how it's presented and how it's consumed. It's not usually consumed with alcohol. And I mean, I I, I agree with that. So and I'm, but all of that changed for me yesterday. I went I went to this spot called Marathon Ethiopian food. It's right on Fairfax in Little Ethiopia in LA, and it's just like a little hole in the wall, very modest in terms of decor. You know, you can tell it's it's a very shoestring operation over there and it's just it was just one guy working the chef the waiter the everything and not expecting much and it was it was really good and full full bar full full kind of party vibe and he said that after hours they'll he'll like have people come in and do late night munching do some hookah Mm. you know get the drinks flowing so so i feel like it's kind of a it could be an interesting vibe for the new like going out pre-game you know kind of drinking drinking with your with your meal situation if you're going to end up in that part of town but they have the ethiopian honey wine oh wow which, I, didn't know that was, I didn't even know that was a thing it's really it's very interesting it's, i mean i guess it's not it's not unlike a mead i guess yeah, I was gonna ask: Is it that is it that much different than like a normal mead? I don't really know. I mean, mead's thick. It's not. It's not that thick, but it's it's brewed. Um, I am just looking it up right now. It's flavored with powdered leaves and twigs of gesho, which mm. is a hops-like bittering agent and a species of buckthorn. Um, so it's kind of like honey and hops. And the uh, I mean it's it's a little bit thick, but it kind of it tastes kind of like an apple kombucha, like without the super vinegary, overpowering like when kombucha can be like that. Mm-hmm. It's not too sweet. It's not too sour. It's just like a real. It's it's like if uh, if Martinelli's apple juice and kombucha come collaborated on a on a thing, and it's served in a dish that's kind of like this round. It looks kind of like a Martinelli's apple juice. It's just like a little round earth shape sphere with a with a little bit of a with a very thin thin neck coming out the top of it that you sip from. Hmm. I'm all about the Ethiopian. It's called Tej T E J. So uh, if if any listeners out there have any experience with the honey wine, you got some tips. Let me know what to do. But I had some really good Ethiopian food at this place and, and really interesting, weird things like this braised chicken with this really thick brown sauce that was kind of like an Ethiopian like adobo almost. Mm. Like the it was with some like drumsticks of chicken that you can tell have been cooking forever because the meat was just really tender, falling off the bone, and they would have a couple like hard boiled eggs just plopped in there as well and you just kind of munch it all and you don't use silverware you tear a piece of that bread off and smear it on and he like he made his own cheese that you sprinkle on on top and i had a uh i had a very very good meal there yeah so you did it with meat which is good yeah and, and they have um they have like raw raw beef that they do with like a bunch of spices that was really interesting tibs t-i-b-s it's like little kind of like fajitas almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was not into Ethiopian food that much, and now I'm I'm about it, about it. Yeah, I never think to do it myself, but I also don't. I wouldn't say no to an invitation. 
But yeah, when I think about what I want, I never. Th- also, Fairfax is kind of far. Yeah, it's so far from from my. I, I took a lift home yesterday, and it took forty five minutes. Yeah, because that area on Fairfax is south too. It's really far south. Yeah, it was like Olympic. Yeah, a um, couple other things I did a chef's night out. Oh yeah, the munchies that just came out today. It's out. It's out. I'm gonna watch it when I get home. Um, so you can go to the Munchies website, and it's the chef uh, Lou from EP and LP, and then Vartan from Seventy One Above, the restaurant in downtown, and then uh, Zach and Zach from Alimento are on there. Arto Sari and Steve Olson, classic skater bros, are on there. We go to a bunch of different spots. We did a lot of crazy, crazy stuff, mm-hmm. but a lot of it didn't make the cut. Like it's a little, it was a little more serious than I thought it was going to be. I don't know, but it looks really good. Like it's it's very well done. But I it, I don't know if it was an accurate portrayal of what exactly went down, which is probably for the better because we did do a lot of dumb bad stuff. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, my only real solid moment of it. Aside from a little joke here and there, is when I I made like a, a penis shape out of glutinous rice at a Thai restaurant, and then I made some jokes that I forgot I made involving involving that that I won't mention right now, but you can check it out. Yeah, you sent me pics. Good looking dick. <laughs> Indeed, first made, time I've ever shaped anything out of glutinous rice. Made the cut. Yeah, it was the opening shot. Sadly, <laughs> but uh. So yeah, go check that out on on Munchies if you want to if you want to laugh at me. And for all your other food shaping related needs, you can email him at <laughs> ricestick at gmail dot com. Andre, what was the best thing that you ate all week? Um, I went to Eight Korean Barbecue, um, which mm-hmm. is a place that specializes in pork belly. And they how's it how's it spelled? Eight, just the number eight. I've never heard of this. It's either spelled with an, I can't remember if it's spelled eight or it's just the number eight. But it says eight Korean barbecue, mm-hmm. uh, and it's named that because they have eight different seasoned pork bellies. Oh, um, and they have some other things on the menu you can order the traditional stuff, but basically like they're known for and what everybody's eating is the pork belly, and so you can order the eight. Which is, you know, a sampling of each one of them. And it's not all you can eat. You d- and it does not need to be. It's an incredible amount of food. But there's, there's a lot of different interesting marinades. Not all of them necessarily incredible, but they're all very, they're all good. And there were ones I liked better. I mean, none of them were bad, but there's like one that's just marinated in red wine. And, so, you know, or red wine is the main ingredient. It really tastes like pork that's been dipped in red wine. Like very strongly. What was, what, what color was it? Pink. Or like you know, reddish pink, mm. like it, like you would kind of expect. Interesting. And then there's one like there was garlic, there was a honey, there's a sweeter one. And do you grill it? Well, they grill it for you, but yeah, it's open grill. Okay. And so it comes out raw, and they slap it down. And I think you know you kind of let, like when you're cooking that much pork, you kind of, I mean, you kind of want to let them do it because they know what they're doing more so. I mean, I would be comfortable mm-hmm. cooking pork or chicken on a grill, but yeah, it is one of those things where you do want to cook through. Hmm. Um. But the the pork belly, I mean, it's so much pork belly to eat, but I don't know what it is about it or the cut. And it's more than it seemed just than 
butchering or trimming, it, it was a lot meatier pork belly and less fatty. Um, and I don't know if that's specifically like the kind of pig they're getting or in a good how, way or how they do that. Yeah, in a good way because you're eating so much of it that you want, you kind of want more like pork meat than pork fat mm-hmm. if you're going to get, try to get through that much of it. So you don't die. Yeah. And then they do like a seafood stew, which is really good. Mm. That they kind of, that comes with it. That out out of like, all the meat. Yeah, they start a hot pot like as the meal begins and it's kind of cooking with like some crab. They like, put like a half a crab and then they put mm. like mussels and, and it's kind of a gojujang kind of so eight chili. It's coming through. Yeah, it was good. I would, I would definitely go again, but it, it kind of, I, I went to it randomly and it's, it is one of those places where I think you mentally want to prepare for the amount of pork belly you're going to eat. Like, in two days, I'm going to go, and I'm going to mess this place up, and I'm ready for it. Mm. <laughs> As opposed to like, where do you want to eat? I don't know. Let's go eat pork belly. Just mm-hmm. just pork belly. Okay. Right. So you ate nothing but carrots for the, the day before. You know what? Because, again, it was you know leaner and a little different, um, I actually really felt fine. It, was it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Interesting. Out of, out of all, the, all the eight different pork bellies, which one was your fave? The one that was like the one that just said garlic on it. Oh, so there's pictures of all of them on the board. And when they bring it out to you, there's like there's kind of like a color code, and like you can kind of tell like what you're getting, so you know what they're putting down. Mm-hmm. They cook four at a time, so like you get the first four, they come cook it, cut it up, you see what you're eating, and then they do the next four as you start to eat that. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Eight. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's news to me. The uh, the best thing that I ate. Was was at EPLP a couple days ago. It was uh, their dessert. They they have a bunch of really 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 good desserts. But the uh, the churro funnel cake. Have Ooh. you had that? Mm-mm. They kind of they, they they cook a churro in the style of a funnel cake. So they kind of make a a, a crow's nest of churro where they just you know it's a. It's this weird lump of churro that's all... So they'll squeeze it out straight into the deep fryer oil and just like make a a circular pattern so then it's all just kind of lumped on top of each other. So some bits are kind of a little softer and undercooked because they're they're doughier. And then some of the more wild flailing bits will get cooked harder because there's more surface area. So you have a lot of different textures. And then it's served in a bowl where... uh, the underside of the bowl, the bottom layer is a Szechuan peppercorn chocolate sauce. Mm-hmm. So a little bit numb, not too spicy, really nice chocolate sauce with an interesting numbing thing. And then the churro, and then on top of that, in, this, in the hole of the circle of churro, they'll do a scoop of coconut ice cream. I can't remember if I've had this or not, because now it's starting to sound so familiar. Maybe we did, I don't know. But... I'm sure I enjoyed it if I did. The yeah, when when you get a spoonful of all three of those elements combined, you get the you get the hot crunchy churro, you got the soft tingly room temp chocolate sauce that's been heated by the churro and then you get the cold super creamy really light coconut ice cream all it's just every flavor and every texture and every temperature all in one. Yeah, Szechuan peppercorn chocolate sauce. Oh, it's Lord. very smart. It's fun. Oh, Lord. <clears throat> so, yeah, go eat that if you're, if you're in WeHo. I love that place. All right, buddy. 
another uh, another stew down the drain. Thank you for listening, guys. If you want to follow me on social media, I am at them jeans. Go look on Munchies and watch the Chef's Night Out vid. If you're in New York this weekend, come see me at the Ace Hotel. The uh, from Saturday, twelve noon to four p.m. And it will be free and open to the public, that particular thing. And then if you buy uh, a ticket to the the event that's going on there, then you'll have access to to uh, little food bits like the ice cream and things like that. Come say what's up. Come buy a zine. Andre Conoparo has no social media. No, no. Andre Conoparo will be here in L.A. Well. holding the fort down while I'm gone. So if you see him at Albertsons, you can... Uh, say what up. Say what up to him. Yeah. <laughs> or are you, are you going to be anywhere else this weekend? Mm. That's it. Mm. All right. The stewpodcast.com is the website where everything is at. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hello to our moms. What up? And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>